Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Hayden Harrington. Thanks for being on the show, Hayden. Hey, thanks for having me, Whitney. Hayden is a managing partner at Momentum and has over $1.5 billion worth of deals over the last 12 months. That's incredible. He is currently under contract on a $29 million deal, but I just want to put out it will be closed by the time that this airs. So it will be a 506B offering. So that's why I want to mention that. We are conscious of that. But his first deal is a Class A asset in Houston, Texas. And I want to just jump in, Hayden, to you know, just say how you got there, right? There's so many people that are listening that are, that are going to be dreaming about being where you're at right now, you know, in, in, as soon as possible. But there's some things that need to happen initially. I know I had to experience these same things that to help you to make that happen. Hayden, welcome again to the show. Give us a little more about who you are, your focus, and let's talk about how you got where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. Again, Hayden Harrington, originally from the Woodlands, Texas, which is a suburb of North Houston, actually. Been up here in Dallas now for about six years. Ventured in the commercial real estate space about two years ago. And yeah, it's been it's been a long journey to, to where I am today, that's for sure. It's taken a lot of time to get this first deal under my belt and you know, it's it's taken a while to meet the right people, but finally surrounded by the right people, you know, I got the right guidance and it's been really just an incredible ride. <laughs> nice. You mentioned a couple of things there already. I know we're probably going to talk about it. I want to make sure you talk about right people, right guidance. Why real estate? Why syndication doing a large deal like this? Why that and not, you know, flipping or wholesaling or short-term rentals, all those other things that, you know, people also build wealth in real estate, but why, you know, the syndication business for you? You can do well at any of those. So I think any of those is a good option. Growing up with my dad, we did single family fix and flips together and we had some rentals. And so it was just me and him doing all the work. He never liked to contract it out. So I was who he, <laughs> he dragged in there to, to help him out with all the work. And it was great. You know, it was fun to learn how to do everything. What's behind walls, how to, how to fix stuff. But it's it's a lot of work and also it's a lot of risk. You know, we had tenants that would steal washers and dryers from us that would get up and leave in the middle of the night and break their leases. And you know, it costs you more in legal fees to go after them than you actually recoup. So to me, I saw this as well, this is a lot of work and it's a lot of risk if something unexpected happens and something always will. <laughs> so that's where the the dream to go bigger was started. And you know, I knew I wanted to go commercial. At first, I wanted to explore all the different niches of commercial. So I looked at, you know, I had a family friend that owned office buildings. I talked to a lender who introduced me to a client of his that was a retail developer. I talked to some guys that did triple net stuff, CVSs and Walgreens, and then of course, multifamily. So I wanted to explore every aspect of commercial first and to figure out, okay, is multifamily where I actually want to be based on the pros and cons, right? And so finally, after exploring them all, settled on multifamily. It's what I knew in a sense and felt the most comfortable with. And I just liked the, the future prospect of it. You know, it looked very, very stable. Everybody needs a place to live. Not everybody needs an office as we're seeing right now. <laughs> you know, you can work from home. So 
that's kind of where the dream came from growing up and then how I settled on multifamily and then just went all in. I think I like to to talk about how you got to put your blinders on like like a racehorse, right? When a racehorse is running a race, they put blinders on them for a reason. So they only see that finish line. They charge full steam ahead. You don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You just focus on that end goal that you have. And so that's what I did. I just jumped in and I said, you know what? I've got this big goal. I want to get into multifamily. I want to be a general partner. I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. I don't have all the answers, but I'm just going to go for it. Awesome. You do ultimately have to just decide to go for it, right? I mean, getting started, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I like it. You talk about how to have blinders on like a racehorse. So true. There's going to be so many distractions, right? Shiny object syndrome and naysayers, all those things that are going to be yelling at you from the sidelines, trying to distract you. Uh, and so how did you get your mind right to make this happen? You know, $29 million deal, that's no small feat right there. That's you know where most people thinking about getting in syndication business, that's not where they're thinking about starting. That's for sure. Getting your mindset right, you know, how did you do that? How do you avoid the naysayers, even though you got blinders on? How have you done that? I'll preface this by saying that the $29 million deal was not what I expected either. That That just kind of unfolded. It blew me away as well. So, but I'm a big reader. I focus a lot on mindset. I focus a lot on what we tell ourselves. That inner dialogue is so important because that's what's going to lead to our reality. And so for me, I had this big goal. And, you know, a lot of people tend to start small because they think they have to. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to, you know, believe that was the only way. You know, for me, I believe that, hey, if you have a goal, there's a path to get there. You've just got to be willing to go out and find it and overcome those hurdles that are going to inevitably come along the way and not give up the first time you run into one. So for me, I had the goal. And, you know, like I said, you know, put the blinders on and just started getting out there, started talking to people. I'm, you know, your network is your net worth. And I just started trying to connect with the right people. At first, I started to just offer to work for free. You know, I was like, Hey, can I just, I need to be around people that are doing deals. Got a lot of doors closed on me actually, you know, and I didn't quite understand why, because I was like, you know, I'm smart, I'm capable. Who wouldn't want free work. Right. But it took me a while to realize it took me a few people to deny that for me to realize that, you know, that's not actual tangible value. If I'm offering free work, well, in their minds, they're going to have to hold my hand to teach me. That doesn't seem so appealing, especially when somebody that's experienced is, you know, busy, got a lot going on. That wasn't true value. And I know that's where a lot of people start. That's the first thing that they think about, too. So I had to rethink what value was. And, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that tangible value in this space is a deal or capital. That's the quickest way to speak to a syndicator is finding deals or finding capital. And so I knew in my mind that finding a deal would be pretty tough because, you know, a broker's not going to give a sweet deal to somebody they've never heard of. And any deal you find on LoopNet has already been passed by a thousand other people, right? So I knew that would be pretty challenging. And so I started with the capital route. And, you know, I didn't know a bunch of people that had a lot of money, but I said, well, just because I don't know them doesn't mean I can't find them. That's where I started, you know? I was going around to networking events and just seeing how, kind of how the game is played, you know? And I realized that, you know, the people that were doing the deals were the ones that were hosting the networking events. And then I looked at that and I said, 
you know, I looked around and there was a lot of investors that came to these things. And I said, okay, this is their pool. This is where they pull equity from. And so then in my mind, I just asked myself the question, well, what if I can do this better? You know, what if I can create an event that attracts more people that provides them with a better experience and then in turn leads them to want to invest with us. And that's the route I chose. And uh, I had met Dustin, Dustin Miles, my current partner, and we'd met up for lunch and he was kind enough to, you know, answer some of my questions and, and just take the time to sit down with me. And the second time we had lunch, I, I pitched the idea to him. I was like, Hey, I've got this idea Been kind of noticing some opportunity for improvements here. You know, what do you think? And I don't know why, but he said, sure. <laughs> he took a huge chance on me, which I'm you know, forever grateful for. He's just the most humble, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But you know, we took a chance and first one we did, we had 20 people show up and we had filled half the room <laughs> with just friends uh, and people we knew in the industry. But you know, the next time we had 40, next time we had 60, next time we were over hundred, we outgrew our space. And then the next eight months, we averaged you know, 100, 120 people out every single month. We ended up having to do it at the Westin in Las Colinas, a big, you know, huge space at a, a nice brand new hotel, you know, turned into quite the thing. But, you know, I never planned any of that. I never expected it to be like that. It's just kind of unfolded, you know, when you set your mind to something and just, you know, opportunity it kind of reveals itself as you go down that path and you are willing to put in the effort. What made you better? You know, what did you do that made your conference or your meetup so much better than, you know, the other ones that you were attending? I think just paying attention to little details. Customer experience is all about the little details, how you make them feel, how you treat them as soon as they walk in the door. All of that stuff matters, you know, like one thing <laughs> that, you know, was real common at networking events when I started going to them was, you know, you check in with, uh, you write your name down on a sheet of paper. And in my mind, I was like, well, I don't have the greatest handwriting and there's probably others out there that don't either. So if I can't read their handwriting, that's a lost opportunity. You know, that's a lost lead. So doing stuff like a digital check-in with, you know, a computer or a tablet, you know, little stuff like that. We give them free food. You know, who wants to go to a networking event and pay for their own food? <laughs> and then on top of that, the problem with restaurants is you sit down at a table and you're locked in that seat. So you're talking to maybe two people, right? And so common tendency for people is you sit there for an hour and you meet two people. And I knew that was an issue. If you want to build your network, that's what this business is. It's you know all about networking. It's all about who you know. That's not very conducive to that goal. And so just kind of focusing in on those little details and creating an environment that is actually geared towards helping people grow their network. Because I knew if they left with a stack of business cards that they'd come back. Interesting. Now, I love how you thought about that and thought, how can we do this better? And obviously, it was the right thinking, right? I mean, it, it has paid off. I would say that's how you probably surrounded yourself with the right people. Obviously, Dustin was one of those as well. You found somebody like Dustin. He's also been on the show that's been out there doing deals that has experience and a lot of it. And so that's incredible. You know, you were able to bring value to him. We've talked often on the show about, you know, find somebody that's more experienced, find a way to work for them for free and add value. But it is a hindrance, right? At first, because their first thought is, well, you know, I'm going to have to take time to, to teach you things, right? So I love that, you know, that you figured out a way that this is going to be my focus. 
and I can I can go do this. And then you approach him, you know, somebody in the business already and said, hey, this is what I see and this is what I can help with or help do. What about just the right guidance as well? You mentioned that early on. How did you get the right guidance? All these things start to happening when you have the right people surrounding you, right? Like you talked about, but just people too that you can ask questions to that you can say, hey, you know, how do you do this? Because there's so many moving parts to this business. You can't know it all in the beginning, but it's so important you have people on your team that do. But so how did you do that? I think it all comes down to your own mindset, you know, believing that you can attract those relationships, having that positive intent in your mind that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And the right people are going to come into my life. I didn't know how that was going to unfold. But if you keep that centered in your mind and in your focus, you know, you can create it because, you know, those thoughts will lead to actions and those actions will create your reality or attract the right people. For instance, you know, our general contractor who I office with today met him because, you know, I was initially sending messages to people on Meetup to try and get them out to our networking event. I was just trying to fill the room. And he was one of the few that actually responded. And we just connected instantly and, you know, went from there. So I think if you have good intent, you'll attract good people and, and kind of your external is a reflection of your internal. And so... You know, my advice to anybody out there that's looking to build a team, whether it's, you know, a partner you can learn from or maybe a contractor that can help you get renovations knocked out or anything like that. You know, it all comes down to that intent and that belief within your own mind that, hey, I can I can make this happen. It's crazy that stars will kind of align if you keep at it and you keep that belief and the right people will will show up. And the right people will stay. You know, there's some like like I said, I got a lot of doors closed on me, too. But I wasn't willing to accept that as the end. I just said, OK, that's a closed door. Now, let me go find a different path. So I think that's important, too. Just because one relationship might not work out, it may lead you to the right relationship. How much of this conference or this thing you created there with Dustin play a role in your capital raising ability for this deal? Yeah, it's helped a ton by far. You know, anytime that you're leading an event or something like that or a podcast, you know, you get looked at as an authority figure. So people will definitely look to you for experience and, and guidance and look at you as, as an expert. And, you know, Dustin and I, I don't have all the answers, but together we complement each other really well. You know, so we bring complementary skills to the table. So, you know, if I don't have the answer, maybe Dustin does, you know, we're constantly on the phone with investors and stuff like that. It's just been a huge help for people to not only get to know us a little bit better because, you know, they're going to invest if they know, like, and trust you, right? It's been very helpful for that. And it's been also very helpful for us to be looked at as authority figures, which then helps you to raise money. Give us a couple tips on how you've grown that group. I mean, specifically and, and how you, you know, get people to keep coming back. Yeah, I think it's all in the value that you provide them with their experience there. You know, Dustin and I talked when, after we did our first one, we were like, you know, it was great. We had 20 people show up, but what's really going to matter is if they come back, because if they don't come back, that means we're doing something wrong here. <laughs> but if they do, that means we're on to something. I think, again, it just goes back to paying attention to all the little details. People remember how you make them feel, not what you say. So if you make them feel good and excited and feel like, we, I mean, we called it momentum. So, you know, again, that's a psychological thing is why we did that, because we wanted people to feel like they're gaining momentum every time they came to one of our events. And it's just a little psychological cue that reinforces, oh, I need to I need to keep coming back. I, I want to feel like I'm making progress. 
And so we just paid attention to all those little things to try and create this environment and this culture that excited people. What's been the hardest part of this this journey into the syndication business for you, Hayden? Patience, <laughs> for sure. You know, I got started in 2019. And for anybody that's in the business, probably, especially in Texas, probably knows that prices were pretty high in 2019. And it was extremely competitive, which made it very hard to get a deal. You know, we have very strict underwriting criteria for ourselves. We're not going to get overly aggressive. We want to be as realistic as possible. And that made it very challenging in 2019 to be able to get to get any offers out the door. That was challenging, you know, seeing other people around you doing deals. But again, you can't you can't worry about what other people are doing. You can only focus on your own process, your own criteria, and just keep moving forward with that. So, you know, we underwrote a ton of deals and only submitted offers on a handful. Got close on a couple. That was probably the most challenging thing is to continuously be motivated when you're really far apart on some of these deals. I mean, there was a lot of deals that we were like, man, we're a few million dollars off. Like, I don't know how these people are making these deals work. That was challenging. But again, it led us to this deal, which is what more than worth it. We actually had an LOI accepted in March on a 1963 deal, half chiller, half converted to individual HVACs, half pitch roof, half flat roof. Uh, we were super excited about that too, but you know, then COVID hit. <laughs> so that was a roller coaster week too. You know, all this time and effort leads up to finally getting offer accepted. And then a, a global pandemic like nobody's ever seen hits. <laughs> so that was that was crazy. We had our offer accepted on a Monday and we had to rescind it by that Friday just because we we had no idea what was going on. You know, that was crazy. But then again, you know, we kept we we took the proactive approach when COVID hit too. We were like, you know, we're not going to sit on the sidelines. We want to understand what's going on. Where's the opportunity going to be on the other side of this? A lot of people started taking vacations, stopped underwriting deals. We're like, well, what's the point? And so in our minds, we're like, we want to understand this so that we can convey to our investors, hey, what's going on here? Where's the opportunity going to be? And so we we just kept kept at it. And, you know, it's led to this 2012 construction class A deal in, in Houston that we're, we're super excited about. Hayden, do you have a couple of daily habits that you're disciplined about that have helped you achieve success and get and get to this point? I get up every morning. I work out. That's kind of a non-negotiable for me just to get moving. I read every day. I think that's really important. And just take time to, to think, to try to clear my mind. I think all that is extremely important and focus in on those goals that I want to achieve. I think taking care of your mind is is super important. Again, like I believe, in my opinion, that's where it all stems from, is those thoughts and those beliefs that you hold in your mind is what leads to your external reality. And so taking time for that, taking time for myself and getting rid of all the external distractions and opinions and just taking time to reflect on where I'm at, where I want to go, and then you know how I'm going to get there. Yeah, I loved what you said earlier, just how you said, you know, what we tell ourselves leads to our reality. Currently reading a book, and this guy, he's in his mid-70s, and he talks about how people start to tell themselves that they're going to die, like in their 80s or 80 when they're 80 years old. And, and you'll notice that people who believe that, like the 20 years before that, they're like preparing to die. I mean, they're like going downhill, downhill. But he just says, you know, that those who can tell themselves they're going to live to 150, wh- whether you will or not, either way, just the mental 
part of telling yourself that you're so much better off. I mean, you're so much more active. You're so much more productive because you, you're going somewhere, you know? Yeah, I can't stress that enough. What you tell yourself is such a big deal. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? The people around me. Absolutely. And the mindset is everything. Personally, I don't believe in being self-made because there's so many people that have helped me along the way that I'm incredibly grateful for. So I owe a lot of where I'm at today to the people that have been able to help me along the way. And, you know, I can't say that enough. Doing it together with great people is way more fulfilling than doing it on your own to begin with. So for me, you know, the biggest thing that I'm grateful for that's, you know, that's been helped is just the people around me. You know, I can't say that enough. And how do you like to give back? The great thing about this business is it's good and bad. You know, it's challenging, but you know, you kind of need somebody to help you to get your foot in the door because the bank's not even going to lend you if you're just starting out. It's one of those businesses that you need a helping hand to get you up. And then you can offer the same to somebody else too. So, you know, offering time for anybody that has questions, I think is so important. It's something that I love to do because again, like, if Dustin wouldn't have taken a chance on me, I, this may have never happened. So I want to pay it forward by doing the same to other people. On top of that, you know, we are very, very adamant about giving back with communities. Dustin, he's gone above and beyond for all of his tenants at his communities and bought food for them and pizzas and snow cones and stuff like that, doing events. And it's something that we're both real passionate about. It's just giving back to tenants and, and residents. We even threw a charity event last year for uh, cancer care services out of Fort Worth, which Dustin's a, a board member of. So we're all about giving back in, in really any way we can. You know, I'm talking with my, my contractor right now about potentially doing something for, for the holidays with a local coffee shop that we love. So, you know, we're all about giving back in any way that we can. Awesome. Well, Hayden, I'm, I'm grateful to uh, I've gotten to know you a little better and hear a little more about your story. Mine would be very similar just in the mindset, reading, reading, reading and getting up early and making time for those things every day. The listeners have heard me talk about that many times. So I just cannot stress that enough. And it's obvious, you know, for you, it's it's worked as well. Congratulations to you. You're at that point now where so many of the listeners are, are dreaming about being and and but you've laid it out there. I mean, there's some it's not rocket science, but it does take a lot of of, a lot of drive and determination. And and if your mindset's not there, it's going to be difficult to keep going. Or, or maybe if you hadn't put those blinders on yet, like you're talking about. But Hayden, you know, how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Our website is MomentumMultifamily.com. If you've got questions, again, happy to, happy to answer them. And you can reach me at Hayden, which is H-A-Y-D-E-N at MomentumMultifamily.com. Awesome. That's a wrap. Hayden, thank you so much. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference one investor and one child at a time. 
Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.